This episode of Shooting the Shield is brought to you by my friend John Runyon. There are a few things more important than good insurance, and John is going to take care of you just like he takes care of me. John works at Farm Bureau Insurance in Maryville. Give him a call. He can take care of your home, auto, renters, and life insurance needs. Call him at 865-982-2559. Farm Bureau is a 10-time-in-a-row winner of the J.D. Power Award for the highest in customer satisfaction in the Southeast region and the number one life insurance company in the state of Tennessee. John is quick to respond and take care of his customers, even the difficult ones like myself. He'll take care of me. You tell him you're a friend of me, he'll take care of you. That's how this works. So again, give him a call at 865-982-2559. John Runyon of Farm Bureau Insurance in Maryville. All right, let's get to the week three recap and the week four preview. Welcome in to Shooting the Shield. Coming out of week three, heading into week four, I'm John Reed. Corey Gunkel joins me in Washington, D.C. What's up, Corey? What's going on? How you doing, sir? Doing pretty good. It's a victory Tuesday for both you and I, so I'm feeling good. Yep, it feels good. Yeah, a victory Tuesday feels good. It's almost as good as a victory Monday. A little bit less sweet as you looked forward to the new week, but it, it feels good. I, I think we're both in a good place right now. It's really bothering me. I should have said for you and me, and instead I said for you and I. I just uh, had to get that out there. It was really bugging me, but yes, both of our teams get a win, 2-1. and one, As the cream starts rising to the top and some of the week one flukes kind of start settling back in, that's all I could think about when I watched last night's Monday Night Football game. A- Man, the Eagles stink, and B, how terrible must the Falcons be to lose to that team? Although, we'll see. Maybe Atlanta can you know, get off the mat, get back to 500 against the Washington football team this week, but the Eagles stink. They are terrible. The Eagles stink, the Falcons stink, and the Washington football team defense that you mentioned looks like it stinks when it shouldn't. So, yeah, I, th- I think we're kind of getting a uh, – we're understanding teams better. And the Eagles looked extremely bad. They just looked really bad. Their defense is terrible. They had three rushes by a running back in their game this week. That's that is pathetic. So Nick Sirianni should be embarrassed. He did all the cutesy, like, group of five uh, nonsense, you know, coach, like, wearing the beat Dallas shirt and stuff, and they just got hammered. It's embarrassing. The Eagles look bad, and, and there were a lot of teams that looked really bad Sunday. The fewest amount of carries by any running backs – in a game, ever, apparently. So, pretty bad game plan from him, to say the least. And then you remember, oh, yeah, the Eagles hired him because he was kind of smart, but not too smart. And then you realize, oh, yeah, no, he just kind of seems like a dumbass. But I thought Dallas looked pretty good. I'm really impressed with Dallas's defense so far. Diggs, kind of a monster. You know, him and Christian Fulton, both second-year corners that, you know, were drafted in the second round that are outperforming all of the first-round corners from last year. He's a monster. Parsons is good. I think that offense has room to improve. I didn't think Dak played great last night despite only having five incompletions. I thought he left some some plays out on the field and still looks like he's knocking off some rust. Mike McCarthy, still a dumbass, still not very smart. I think eventually that's going to catch up to them. But for now, they look like the clear-cut class of the NFC East. As as you mentioned, the Washington football team's defense 
I mean, I think we had him on fraud alert, but now I think it is fully, fully red time for them. It's time to hit the alarm. Wheel, wheel, wheel. Maybe more of a. Eh, eh. I'm officially putting the Washington football team defense on fraud alert. They have to respond against Atlanta, who has had no pulse offensively. They have to get back to shutting down people. Although, if you look at their schedule last year, they shut down a lot of bad quarterbacks. That Washington defense might have been overrated the whole entire time. They beat up on the Nick Mullins, the Ben DiNucci's, the Andy Dalton's. The J- not even Jalen Hurts, it was you know it's Nick Sudfeld in week 17. Washington's defense has been really exposed, and that might be the most overrated unit from the beginning of the year. Yeah, no doubt about it. They look completely awful. Just got absolutely torqued by the Bills, who look like I thought they would look at the beginning of the year now, finally. But yeah, the NFC East, I mean, it, it looks like it's Dallas's division to lose at this point. It's still very early. Uh, Washington could still right the ship. You know, I wouldn't write their defense off completely, but they look horrible right now. That's not an exaggeration. Horrible, awful, tragic. I mean, those are all definitions or uh, words that I would use to define them because, um, yeah, they just are not playing well. And when you're starting uh, Taylor Heineke on the other side of the ball, you're not going to win many games when your defense looks that bad. The Cowboys look awesome. Kellen Moore should be their head coach. Mike McCarthy is terrible. My favorite moment of the weekend in a weekend full of funny moments was Peyton Manning just becoming irate at Mike McCarthy and then realizing how irate he was getting on national television trying to walk it back a little bit after uh, because even he was like, why are you not calling a timeout with like, you know, six, a minute left? It's just terrible. But the Cowboys offense looks great and Diggs is a monster and when you can create turnovers and score, it's a winning recipe. Dan Quinn was once a elite defensive coordinator. We'll see if he has rediscovered his form in Dallas. They do look like, like I said, the class of the NFC East. And I came out of last night saying, huh, the defense keeps it up. This team could win the Super Bowl if Dak continues to knock some rust off and play a little bit better and they get some luck. But I'll put them firmly in the top 10 in the NFL. They seem to be good and a team to watch moving forward. Kind of staying in the NFC, I thought Green Bay – made a statement in the first half, and then Rodgers made a statement late, you know, getting into field goal range with 30 seconds, seconds left and no timeouts. Devontae Adams making plays after looking like he was dying on the field as the camera zoomed in on his eyes. They come out, they get it done. Mason Crosby, who I thought was done a couple years ago, he had that really bad game against the Lions where he couldn't make a kick. And since that moment, he's had a renaissance and is probably the second best kicker in the league behind Justin Tucker. The Bucks get dominated by the Rams. Not really a surprise to us. That was, you know, both of our best bet on the weekend. The Rams, I think, are the class of the NFC. And I will say I think the Rams are the class of the NFL right now. We'll see if that holds. And, you know, if they rematch in the playoffs, there'll be a lot of people saying, huh, Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford, let me see who I'm going to ride and then end up on Tom Brady. But the Rams look good. The Bucks are fine. And, you know, that's pretty much the NFC. Did I miss anything? No, I think that's it. I mean, yeah, the Rams look like the the best team in the NFL right now. Like, legitimately. They're, they don't have any holes. Matthew Stafford is incredible. He's an MVP candidate right now early. I mean, yeah, they're playing incredibly well. And the Bucks with their, their secondary injuries just don't – they're not as good defensively. I think they'll get right eventually, but that's something to monitor because they really don't look the same on defense without uh, Murphy bunting and, and, you know, with some of the injuries that they have. So – 
Um, I think that's about it. I, I think that you know Aaron Rodgers showed why we shouldn't have freaked out in week one. And as I said, uh, calming everybody down, relax, relax. The Packers are still the Packers. Even if they run a high school offense, it's being done by two of the best players of their position. So uh, I think the Packers, yeah, firmly solidified that they are still a really good team and an NFC contender. Um, and yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Rams are the class. I will say that it was a big weekend for the Vikings. They finally get a win. That's an offense that's really good. That's an offense that's really good. We know the receivers there with Jefferson and Thielen. No Dalvin Cook, no real problem. They might, they, you know, they could easily be three and zero now. So Should nice be, really. to get on the board. Yeah. They're going to have to chase down Green Bay, but that division's not over by any means. I think Minnesota can win that division. On the flip side, also, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to put them there yet. Where did brother Bob? But you know, Seattle, uh, you're playing in San Fran this week. Gonna be tough. You, you kind of need a win. You don't really want to fall to one and three. So Seattle, that was a bad loss to them for them to the Vikings, and now they find themselves kind of scrambling in a you know a, a division that is the best in football. It's the best in football, and the Seahawks have looked incredible in the first half offensively, and then they just completely fall apart. And I mean, they're literally one of the league's worst teams in the final two frames. I think they're dead last in points per drive and uh, 26th in expected points per attempt. So, I mean, even if you do the nerd stuff, they look, they're, they're, they're really bad in the second half. I mean, as we saw uh, last week against your Titans, who came back and, and really dominated that second half to get the win in Seattle, they got major problems. It starts with Pete Carroll. They're not on the same page. I mean, they, they, they don't look good. Uh, the defense has some holes. I mean, th- this is panic mode, I think, for the Seahawks, especially with the schedule they have. Playing in the NFC West, especially, I mean, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm like smacking the red button right now, but I'm hovering over it with my finger, because if they lose this weekend, serious, serious problems. At 49ers, and then a Thursday night game on a short week at home against the Rams, so you know, they could easily be one and four to you know kind of highlight those numbers you talked about. 62 first half points for the Seahawks this year. 13 second half points for the Seahawks this year. So they have, you know, definitely thrived in the first 30 minutes and been pretty bad in the last 30. Whew. That's terrible. I mean, that's that's truly terrible. So, yeah, I mean, they, they have serious problems in the, with, with the way Arizona's playing with Kyler Murray. I mean, they're like that division is looking even tougher than we thought at the beginning of the year. And uh, it starts, like I said, it starts with Pete Carroll. I mean, in, in the offensive play calling. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. Uh, but, I mean, I, I still think they have a shot. But like I said, I, I'm sort of almost in panic mode if I'm a Seahawks fan. Let's move to the AFC. Sitting at top of the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals, after embarrassing the Steelers. The Steelers probably the biggest losers of the weekend because the conversation all week has been, man, Big Ben looks awful. Yeah, he looks really bad. I mean, he looks worse than the quarterback who doesn't have either of his ankles. I mean, like, he, yeah, he, he he's de- – might be dead last. I mean, it was truly bad. I mean, he tried to diet this offseason for the first time ever, I, which was surprising, and it doesn't look like it's helped. He needs to go back to, like, eating chili dogs and drinking beer because uh, he might need to get benched. I mean, it's that bad. Like, am I being overdramatic here? Because, like, I, I thought that, like, it was, like – like, I would say sad, but I don't feel sorry for him at all. Uh, but it was almost sad 
if he was any kind of sympathetic figure because, I mean, we talked a lot about Drew Brees and, and laughed at Peyton Manning there at the end, but, I mean, that looked worse than anything they did. It was bad. It's even worse because it, the signs were there last year at the end of the year, and for some reason they decided to vote well, money for Big Ben and probably, I guess, money for the Steelers. Decide to run it back one more year, and already by week three, you realize this is not going to work. And your backup option is Dwayne Haskins, which, you know, was once upon a time a first-round talent. I think we can put that to bed, but I just think we're going to look back and just be like how, you know, the, the Steelers drafting Najee Harris in the first round whenever they had an aging quarterback and no offensive line is going to be one of the all-time misfires because, you know, I don't, I'm not going to call them the New York Giants because the New York Giants have been so bad, but the Steelers might be headed for a rebuild, and what good is a really good running back when you're rebuilding? So I think they're done. Stick a fork in them. That was, they were the biggest losers, like I said, of the weekend to lose at home to that Cincinnati team to give Joe Burrow, I want to say, his first road win. That was ugly, real ugly. In the AFC East, you had the Bills kind of, you know, do what they need to do. They have the best point differential right now in the division. They have the second best point differential in the entire A, or they're tied for the best point differential in the AFC. They've been taking care of business. They're tied with the Broncos, who have played, you know, three really bad teams. But the Bills look like they are still going to win the AFC East because the Dolphins and Patriots kind of stink. The Jets are awful. The Ravens eke one out against Detroit with, you know, a legendary kick by Justin Tucker, a legendary loss for the Lions. It could not happen to a different franchise. It has to be the Lions. I'm not sure if the Ravens are going to be able to sustain this all year. It seems like they are on borrowed time. The fact they were struggling with Detroit kind of shows you that. The South looks to be a dumpster fire. The Titans, you know, kind of a stranglehold right now in that division just because the Colts are 0-3 and could easily be 0-5. The Titans, 2-1 with the tiebreaker head-to-head so far. Looks like, you know, they're going to run away with it. And then the West is going to be wide open. The West is going to be the funnest division in football. The AFC West and the NFC West are going to be great. I'm more intrigued, I think, by the AFC West, though. Yeah, the AFC West is intense as well. And here's the thing. The Raiders look like the best team right now. Like, honest to God. Like, I think there's, uh, they had 10 plays. Here, here's one for you. They had 10 plays on Sunday of 20-plus yards. That is tied for the most of any offense in a single game over the past five years. So, they, they're letting Derek Carr sling the rock a lot more on first down now, which they haven't done in recent years. So, they're a lot more fun to watch. And I think this is the time. I mean, when you make a move and, and their offense is clicking on all cylinders right now, they look damn good and they're a lot of fun. Every game they play in seems like it goes into like triple overtime or whatever. You know, I know it's not college, but it's very close. So I am a super big fan of the Raiders right now, despite the fact that John Gruden probably overrated. Well, I don't think you could say all those things about the offense and say John Gruden is overrated. I would say John Gruden is properly rated. He's kind of fixed Derek Carr and he's got that offense looking pretty fun and modern. Because we always see these coaches come back and kind of look out of touch and, you know, like the game's passed them by. I don't think you can say that at all about John Gruden because he's been, you know, calling and scheming up some pretty good plays. No, they, they look incredible. I mean, they really do. And other than maybe the Vikings, they had the most impressive offensive performance of the weekend, I think. Uh, and they're clicking on all cylinders. And I agree. I think the NFC West has a potential for more uh, chaos, but the AFC West might be more intriguing. Uh, especially with the Chargers, who look great, you know, obviously with Justin Herbert, but, you know, have found themselves in a lot of close games too. 
Uh, this is going to be a fun one. I'm, I'm excited about this, but I think the Raiders right now are playing the best football in the division. Yeah, I mean, you talked about how the Raiders are throwing early downs. Uh, you know, I think they rank fourth right now in terms of early down pass rate. The top five there, you know, the offenses that are helping their run game stay ahead of the chains. So first and down, first and second down, basically, are you going to throw it? And the Raiders are fourth right now behind Buffalo, Tampa, and the Chargers. So Gruden, you know, throwing basically 63% of the time early, which is helping that offense. Very much so. Very much so. So, yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, I, I think Gruden has, uh, has proven himself to be able to adapt in advance. So this will be fun. But can I ask you a question? Do First of all, I, I will preface this by saying, do you feel sorry for any of these? And if you do... Who do you feel worse for right now? Detroit Lions losing on the longest field goal in history. Jacksonville having a kick six and still getting just walloped. Uh, or do you feel bad for the 49ers and losing that way to Aaron Rodgers when they could have ran a lot of time off the clock? Is there a worse situation you can think of being in out of those three? Because I thought those were all hilarious ways to lose. I mean, if you're Detroit, it's a part of the aura. Like it just adds to the legacy, so I don't feel bad for you. It's actually probably a good thing. They know they're tanking this year. They should try to be going for the best draft pick possible. And again, you could say only us, only the Detroit Lions would lose on a 68-yard field goal after a 4th and 19 and a missed delay of game. I don't feel bad for them. In terms of the Jacksonville Jaguars, I do feel a little bad for them just because, you know, they're what, 18, 18 losses in a row? 18 losses in a row. You know, they're closing in on the NFL record. Trevor Lawrence... You know, you can point to Peyton Manning's rookie year and hold out hope, but, man, he does not look good. And they're not even like really like making him throw the ball too far down the field. When it comes to San Francisco, I mean, I got him on – I got him written down for next week. He's my candidate for next week's fraud alert. But if you're Shanahan, like, you got to start earning that last name, buddy. Like, you got the job because of your last name. And we gave you a lot of credit for what you did with Matt Ryan when he won MVP. And we're like, oh, wow, he turned Kirk Cousins into something. And, you know, I'm looking around, and I'm like, okay, that's really all you kind of done. You haven't, you know, done much offensively in San Francisco. We keep saying you can make any quarterback work, but you still haven't made Jimmy Garoppolo work. You still haven't made, you know, you never made Nick Mullins work. You, you know, you got to the Super Bowl. That is true. I will give you credit for that. But it was more so like your run game and your – defense carrying you there Shanahan you know kind of cost them that game by not slowing it down and giving Rodgers too minute too much time so I guess I'll say I feel bad for San Francisco's fans and all the people in the parking lot that probably got stabbed yeah I don't feel bad for San Francisco I I do think it was hilarious to watch them lose that way but I I see what you're saying about the Lions but I just feel so bad for them like I, I know they're used to it not by now and, and it doesn't this year is a, a throwaway year anyway, so it's probably better. But man, I mean I feel like this is just like like I mean just this is just par for the course. I feel so terrible for them. They finally thought they had a signature win and just like you know, you had him at fourth and like forever backed up in his own end zone and it's Lamar Jackson and yeah, I just feel so bad for them. I do feel bad for Dan Campbell on a personal level. I feel bad for him. He wants a win. It's probably eating him alive. He needs a win. There's a part of me that feels bad for Urban Meyer because I know he's like gonna, you know, maybe have a heart attack or, you know, lose his family or something. But at the same time, he, you know, at the same time he's kind of a scumbag. So I don't feel that bad for Urban Meyer. I'll say I'll go off the board. The team I feel the worst for, man, of the New York Jets fans. Like, 
they got to be in shambles. They thought they had him a quarterback. It doesn't look like they have a quarterback. You know, it's early. We'll see if he can, you know, bounce out of it. But to have, you know, three of the worst rookie quarterbacks of the last 15 years between Sanchez and, and Darnold and now Wilson, it just seems like no matter who's there, they're going to mess it up. And they look dreadful. They look awful. And they play my Titans this weekend. So I hope they continue to look awful. Any other week three thoughts? No, I do think it's hilarious, too, that the Jets, yeah, I feel horrible for Jets fans who not only have to watch the worst team in the NFL, but also have to watch Carolina, who has Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson, like all of their former players, be number one right now in DVOA and undefeated. That's just icing on the top of the cake. But, yeah, no, I think uh, I think we hit everything. I mean, next week is uh, a couple of good tech tests sprinkled in with a lot of bad games. Uh, are there a couple of games that you're looking forward to next week other than the obvious Buccaneers, Patriots, Reunion Tour, and Ravens-Broncos in the uh, 4 o'clock window? Yeah, I guess that's a good transition into week four. I believe we both went 2-1 and one in our picks this weekend, or last week, I guess, that we gave for week three. So good job by us. I don't know what the hell I was thinking with the Eagles because they are terrible. That's on me, guys. My fault. Whoops. Whoopsie daisy. My bad. Sorry. They're awful. Sorry. Yeah. Terrible. I mean, honestly, the game I might be looking forward to the most is Carolina Dallas. I think it's, I don't know if it's a weird scheduling quirk, how often this happens, but it seems crazy to me that Carolina, you know, is basically going to get a, what, a four day advantage. They played Thursday. The Cowboys played Monday. And now they're going to get together and play. Like it's almost like the Panthers get a mini bye week when you combine that with the Cowboys being on a day short of rest. I understand the Panthers are a little banged up right now, but give me the more rested team and a defense that I think is going to kind of highlight. Here's my prediction I think the defense for Carolina will kind of highlight just how much mobility Dak Prescott has lost because. So far, he's been able to skate by it. We haven't had the discussion that, hey, this guy, you know, shattered his ankle, and now he can't really move in the pocket much anymore. But I think Carolina's going to get after him. Give me Carolina plus four and a half. That's that's my pick of the week. I like that. I My only concern, we're going to have to see how they deal with injuries. I mean, not, I think J.C. Horn is hurt. Burris is hurt. How does the secondary deal with that? But, yeah, Carolina's – the defensive line is awesome. So they're going to – I think you're exactly right. I think they're going to – uh, kind of showcase what Dak has lost. And uh, I do like the pick. I am a sucker for points, John. And the Bills are 16 and a half favorites right now over the Texans. And in the NFL, I am that guy that's just, when I see a big spread, I'm just going to take the underdog there. So I'm going to take as my pick, my lock of the week, I'm going to take the Texans and Davis Big Neck Mills plus 16 and a half. Um, but I'm not too confident on anything else, really. I, I look at some of these, a lot of close spreads or a lot of like tricky. So you asked what games I'm looking forward to, and you talked to me about Houston and Buffalo. Is that what just happened? You talked to me about Houston and Buffalo. No one cares about Houston yeah, and Buffalo. Save yeah, that for the pick I actually segment. did. <laughs> I was just saying I'm intrigued by Carolina and Dallas. I think Carolina has a chance to make a real statement. I mean, obviously, the NFC West is going to heat up. We get two division games there with the Cardinals taking on the Rams in L.A. and Seattle going to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Both of those games are huge, I think. Huge, but Raiders-Chargers, that's huge. That's the Monday night game. That's 3-0 versus 2-1 in L.A. Uh, that one's probably one I'm looking forward to most, too. And Ravens-Broncos could be sneaky good as well. Um, but the rest, I think, are, are pretty poo when you think about it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, the, the good games should be very good. Uh, 
So we'll at least have that. I don't really care much about Brady Belichick. Like, I'm going to watch, obviously, it's Sunday Night Football. But, you know, I think you're going to have Brady. One of my locks of the weekend, go ahead and mark it down. Tom Brady will have a rushing touchdown. Tom Brady will have a quarterback sneak at the goal line. I can already picture he's going to get up and spike the ball, scream, let's bleep and go. He's going to get fired up. Gronk's probably going to catch a touchdown. I could see the Bucks just blowing out the Patriots, but I could also see Belichick maybe pulling something out. I don't know. I am intrigued by the game, but I'm not interested too much in the storyline, I don't guess. Yeah, I'm not either. And they're trying to make it way too dramatic. I mean, if you saw the if you saw the preview for it, I mean, they got like a, a slow Adele cover playing over like, you know, images of them looking like, you know, they were in the Civil War, black and white. It's very very bizarre, but I think the Bucks pull this one out. I don't think it'll be a great game in the second half, but we'll see. I mean, it, it is a fun narrative, uh, and we'll see how, how loud of a cheer he gets because I'm sure no matter what happens, Boston Radio will be insane on that Monday, so it'll be a good time. Did, did you just call Hello by Adele some Adele cover song? I didn't know if it was Adele that they used. I didn't know. I've only seen the commercial once or twice, so I didn't know if it was Adele or if it was another woman who was singing. So, did, yes, did I did. Call hello, some some song by Adele. It is. It's just you know, it, it's not her best. It's not her best. Raiders Chargers on Monday, you know, kind of sets the scene for who's going to be in the early lead. Rolling in, in the deep, John. Seriously, come on. All right, go ahead. I mean, I never said that. I never said hello was the best one, but okay, okay. I just it's pretty big, pretty big song, pretty popular. Okay, that's all I was saying. I wouldn't have just called it some song, but whatever. If I give you the Chiefs right now or the field in the AFC West to win the division, who you taking? I'll take the field. I'll take the field. I think the Chiefs, uh, I'm not ready to, to go panic mode on the Chiefs yet quite like some, uh, but the turnovers are, are worrisome, and the formula is, is, is unsustainable. You can't just keep it close and let Patrick Mahomes go on a leash, long leash at the end of the game anymore. Um, you know, their defense is horrible. They can't establish the run. Um, so I would, I would take the field right now. All right, let's get to our week four picks. I said my pick is give me Carolina plus four and a half. That's one of them. You said Davis Mills on the road, which seems like a terrible idea. But either way, you want the 16 and a half points. You said it's too many points for Buffalo. It's too many. It's too many points. Anytime, I mean, it's a stupid thing to think. But anytime I see something over 15 in the NFL, I take it. You know, it's just a, I'm a dog guy. I'm a dog at heart. I'm a and I'm taking them. Got any other picks? Yeah. I think at the end of the day, my lock is, is uh, I'll stay with my lock, but I also think, um, I think that the, the, the Cardinals are going to keep it a little bit closer. I think the Rams win the game by a field goal. So I'm going to take the Cardinals plus five as well. We're going to have, uh, we're having hot dogs tonight. So we're going dogs all the way. I'm going to go Cardinals plus five and I'm going to take the under at 54 and a half. I'm going to ride it one more time. I've put them on alert. It's a homecoming for Taylor Heineke going back to Georgia where he went to high school. Uh-oh. I think that Washington defense 
bothers bad quarterbacks. I think at this point in his career, Matt Ryan is a bad quarterback. I am not thrown off the scent of by them beating the New York Giants. I think the Giants are even worse. Give me Washington, because if they lose this game, then it's just going to be too embarrassing for them. I think Ron Rivera going to go down there. They're going to find a way to win. I think Heineke's going to play pretty well. Like I said, a homecoming. He's a Georgia boy. I think the Falcons stink. They're, I want to say they're 32nd in offense and 30th in defensive DVOA. Like one of the first teams to ever be bottom three in both. They stink. Give me Washington, and I like Washington to win. It's a five-star play. Play, play, play. And then my third bet, uh, Corey, give me a two-team teaser. Going to play it safe. There's not really another game I like too much, although I am intrigued by the Browns and Vikings game. But give me the Titans, minus one and a half, teased with the Green Bay Packers, minus one at home against Pittsburgh. I know Pittsburgh's probably going to come out and try their best. I just don't think they have absolutely anything. They can't keep up with the Packers. Minka Fitzpatrick like was it. awesome last year. I Everyone like talked about how great of a trade it was. Yeah, we don't need a first-round pick. Give up the first-round pick. We don't need it. Well, Minka Fitzpatrick is the lowest-rated safety in the league so far this year. I think Devontae Adams gets loose. Give me the Titans and Packers on a teaser. Those are my three picks of the week. All right, Corey, deuces wild. I will talk to you later. We will recap on either Monday or Tuesday, I assume Monday, but uh, I love you. Have a good night, and we'll talk to you soon.